2: LAS Studios.
3: Hey, I'm your host, Antonia Serejido. This is Imperfect Paradise, Yoga's Queen of Conspiracy Theories, Part 2. A story that follows the wellness to QAnon pipeline, told through one yoga teacher's journey down the conspiracy rabbit hole. On the last episode, Guru Jagat started the pandemic as a beloved charismatic yoga teacher. She's actually kind of like kundalini royalty. And ended up as someone who defied lockdown orders, questioned vaccines, and interviewed fringe conspiracy theorists on her podcast.
0: We're in this global lockdown. We know there's other
3: reasons for it besides what they're telling us. In this episode, how Guru Jagat became a celebrity yoga teacher. And what was it about her yoga practice that led her towards radicalization?
4: I immediately figured out what I was saying, wait a minute. I said, that that
3: sounds like some QAnon bullshit. Here's LAist correspondent Emily Guerin. I first contacted
5: Guru Jagat's mom, Nancy, a year ago. She calls her daughter Katie, which is the name she gave her at birth. At first, Nancy agreed to an interview, but then she changed her mind, and this happened again a few months later. But in early November 2022... Something changed,
2: I wanted to apologize Emily to you because I was grieving when you called before,
5: and I was angry. you don't have to apologize it's okay, I want to well, I appreciate that, but i mean i i understand i mean i I don't understand i have a a son, but you know i i I don't understand what it's like to lose a child, but um. I didn't take anything personally.
2: Good. I talk to Katie every night when I go to bed. And she has such a humor. Yeah. Anyway, I was talking to her. And she said, Mom, don't you get the joke? What's that? I said. She said, Freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. You know what that
5: is? Yeah, that's a line from a song. Trying to shop and frame
2: another what?
5: Really, once
2: you've lost a child, what else is there to lose?
5: I think Nancy wanted me to understand that by the time her daughter died in August 2021, she'd kind of already lost her.
2: We were inseparable until the
5: pandemic
2: and her crazy, volatile
5: ideas. In this episode, I'll try to figure out what happened. What was it about Guru Jagat's life and her yoga practice that led her to embrace these crazy, volatile ideas? This is Imperfect Paradise, yoga's queen of conspiracy theories. I'm Emily Guerin. Guru Jugget was born Katie Ann Griggs on a farm in Colorado, delivered by midwives in a home birth. She grew up back east with her stepfather, her brother, and her mom, Nancy. This 2016 clip is from the YouTube channel The Fullest, and it's one of very few times I heard Guru Jugget or Katie, talking about her background at length.
0: My mom was a cosmic lady and um, kind of a failed
5: hippie. She's an amazing
0: person and, and kind of helped us to be exposed to a lot of different things. And she was a spiritual woman and is a spiritual woman. So my childhood was definitely kind of unusual in certain ways.
5: I asked Nancy what she thought Katie meant by that. And she told me the kids were always around spiritual people. She was Jewish but the family attended Unitarian and Buddhist and Episcopalian services. They lived at a silent retreat center in a really small town in Maryland, where Nancy was the cook. Katie's first car was an orange Subaru, and she covered it in stickers that said, "'Question Authority' and "'Coexist.'" She introduced her friends to kombucha, to Indian food, to what it was like to kiss another girl. Nancy told me Katie always wanted to be famous— She was a star child, she told me. When Katie was in her early 20s, she moved to New York City. She got a job waitressing and got really into astrology. This longtime friend of hers, Patty Clark Hippolyte, told me that the two of them liked to smoke weed and walk around the city, trying to guess people's charts. Katie explained what happened next on an alternative medicine podcast called The Balanced Blonde, Soul on Fire.
0: Post nine eleven in New York, everyone was super freaked out. And I remember I had met this girl who was like kind of a mystery, like she wore a turban and there was a vibe. And I was like, she was like, come to my yoga class. I knew it wasn't what I had known of yoga. So I went and within 20, 25 seconds, I had like a major kind of mystical experience, kind of what you were- 25 seconds? I mean, big time, quickly, like the whole kind of lotus of the crown chakra whoa. opened and like the heavens parted and the angels were singing. And I was like, whoa, this hasn't happened to me yet in my my two yeah. hour kind of my practice. And so I was very, I mean, I was hooked right. Like I knew I had found something I've been looking for. And that's how you know you're kind of in your, Destiny path.
5: In the notes on this interview, the host, Jordan, who I presume is the balanced blonde, called Guru Jagat an inspiration of a modern woman living fully in her power. Guru Jagat, she said, presented millennials with a gateway to Kundalini, an ancient spiritual technology. Nancy, Guru Jagat's mom, was far less impressed with her daughter's new obsession.
2: I never got it. I tried to do it. It was a cruel chore to do
5: kundalini yoga. A cruel chore. That's how Nancy described kundalini yoga. She's referring to the endless repetitive movements or the simple poses held for a painfully long period of time.
2: For years when she came home, she turned the heat up and do yoga to do hot yoga. She did it obsessively. She didn't have a normal relationship with it.
5: But it worked for Katie. As she would later tell Yogi Times, Kundalini Yoga helped her heal from addiction, from heartbreak, and from what she called a crazy childhood.
6: If you are young or searching or in a time of crisis, it seems to offer a whole lot of answers, from the largest questions to the smallest questions.
5: This is Philip D. Slip. He practiced kundalini yoga in L.A. for many years, and then he began attending UC Santa Barbara to get his Ph.D. in religious studies. That's where he wrote a paper about the history of kundalini yoga. Philip told me that kundalini yoga was first practiced in the United States in the late 1960s. The Vietnam War and the civil rights movements were in full swing, and lots of young, spiritually dissatisfied Americans were searching for enlightenment.
6: I think Los Angeles was probably one of the most fertile fields that a spiritual entrepreneur could work in the late 1960s. They were looking for a guru, they were looking for a teacher, and there he appeared. Love, what you understand,
2: is very different than what love is. Actually, love is a self-acknowledgement. When I love myself, I can be so rich, I can love everybody.
5: Yogi Bhajan, the founder of Kundalini Yoga, arrived in L.A. in 1968. He was tall, good-looking, and had a long beard and flowing clothes. He said all the right things, things that felt radical at the time. Find God within. Love over fear. The attitude of gratitude is the highest way of living. If you search YouTube, like I did, you will find tons of his speeches.
2: It's very easy to give up. In adversity, keeping up is securing the joy, the happiness, your own flow, your own width. Giving up is just giving up.
5: Yogi Bhajan told everyone that Kundalini was a powerful ancient form of yoga that was previously secret until he brought it to Los Angeles.
6: He's teaching classes where students are doing excruciating exercises and intense breathing for 11 minutes, 21 minutes, 31 minutes. So that is going to induce really extraordinary experiences. I think that that's one of the things that makes him so popular.
5: Yogi Bhajan encouraged serious students to meditate before dawn, take cold showers, and wear turbans and white clothing. He arranged marriages and instructed parents to send their children to his boarding schools. It was a pretty strict and all-encompassing lifestyle, but people liked it. And soon, thousands of people all over the world were practicing kundalini and opening studios and ashrams of their own. Yogi Bhajan met presidents and governors. He met the Pope. His students went on to teach yoga to Madonna and Gwyneth Paltrow and Demi Moore. He bought a huge compound in New Mexico, built a ranch, and held retreats for thousands of people every year. His followers started a bunch of companies, the most well-known of which is Yogi Tea, which I'm literally drinking right now. Yogi Bhajan wasn't just a guru. He was a spiritual entrepreneur. And Katie liked that. Here she is on the YouTube channel, The Fullest, again.
0: He represented to me like a true rebel spirit and a true spiritual master. And so I said, I want to be like that guy. That's, that's, that's you know. And so
5: she took on a spiritual name. Spiritual names are derived from the Sikh religion. They're considered tools both to elevate your practice and guide you toward a deeper awareness of who you are. Today, all you have to do to get a spiritual name is request one from this website, spiritual-names.org. If you want one quickly, kick in 40 bucks. Yogi Bhajan died in 2004, but when he was alive, he gave out most of the names, including, Katie claims, hers. Here she is telling that story to the yoga and meditation influencer Light Watkins in a video he posted to YouTube.
0: When I got it, I was like 20 years old. And I remember everybody else got, you know, their spiritual names and it was very kind of like, you know, sweet, their names and very beautiful. And then he, you know, was like, Guru Jagat. And I was like, oh (laughs) no, what are we gonna do? That sucks. Like how how am I ever gonna get around that one, you know? Um,
5: Guru Jagat, she says, means bringer of light to the universe in Sanskrit. The spiritual names were very confusing for me. I talked to so many people who I expected to be Indian because they went by names like Dharma Khalsa or Kage Kaur, but they were actually white Americans. More on this later. In the early 2000s, Guru Jagat moved to LA. She later told Light Walkins, among other people, that this was because Yogi Bhajan told her to
0: was studying with Yogi Bhajan and... Uh, Directly with him? Yeah, he was still alive. I mean, he was very ill, so we weren't mm. like... It wasn't like you got a daily thing, but the amount that he taught those last two years, I tried to be around. LA is the seat of Kundalini Yoga in the West, so he kind of sent me this way. He mm. sent me to LA, and so I, I started teaching at his original school for a decade.
5: Wow. She lived in a converted garage and began teaching under the name Kundalini Katie. She wouldn't use her spiritual name professionally till much later. She offered yoga and astro wisdom and eight-day yoga and bowel detoxes, backed by popular demand. Her website from the time is kind of cute, really. Everything written in pink and purple comic sans and way too many exclamation points. But on summer solstice in 2012, Amateur Hour ended That's the day Guru Jagat says she received the message from Yogi Bhajan that altered the course of her life. That's after this break on Imperfect Paradise from LA Studios.
3: Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, and sell more with less effort. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash paradise, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash paradise now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash paradise.
5: I'm Emily Guerin. This is Imperfect Paradise, yoga's queen of conspiracy theories. Summer solstice is kind of like sleepaway camp for kundalini yoga people. It's a 10-day retreat in New Mexico where everybody sets up tents among the juniper and pinyon pine. There's a station to fill your water bottles, huge communal meals, and yoga and meditation classes beneath a big white tent.
0: And I'm sitting there, singing, and I hear Yogi Bhajan very clearly say, like a thunderdome in my head, Rama Institute for Applied Yogic Science and Technology.
5: (laughs) Five years later, Kate Hudson would be taking classes at Rama, and Guru Jagat would be getting written up in People magazine in the LA Times. But this was 2012. The Rama Institute was nothing, and she was a nobody getting a dispatch from a dead man. My eyes
0: were, you know, open the whole time, and I was looking up at the ceiling, getting a complete download of exactly what the business plan needed to look like. And, you know, I'm business-minded, but I'm not number-minded, and it was given to me exactly all of the numbers, exactly daily, weekly, monthly, who was involved, how it needed to be involved, built from the bottom up in 31 minutes. So, um, we, we get out of there and then, you
5: know. <laughs> I'm in the video where Guru Jagat tells this story, she's on stage at some kind of yoga festival. She's sitting between a giant amethyst and a yoga teacher named Hari Jivan, who later uploaded it to his YouTube channel in 2013.
0: So come support us, to be a part of the Aquarian vision.
5: Wow. Wow. It's a pretty remarkable origin story. It lends Old Testament gravitas to the creation of a yoga studio that's kitty corner from a Whole Foods and across from a payday loan place. Guru Jagat became an evangelist. But she recognized that kundalini yoga, as taught by Yogi Bhajan, needed a facelift. Really, it needed a new face. Her face.
1: We're talking about somebody who clearly sees the branding value of associating with yogi bhajan's authority but at the same time understands that it has to be updated
5: this is matthew remsky the author who hosts the podcast conspirituality
1: millennials and gen xers are not going to wear the kundalini crowns neatly wrapped forever right
5: Instead of the tightly wrapped turban, Guru Jagat wore head wraps that barely contained her blonde beach hair. Instead of long white robes, she wore embroidered peasant tops, linen shawls, and heavy gold doorknocker earrings. She stocked her Venice studio with the tokens of Instagram spirituality—crystals, Palo Santo, little jade triangles, and sage— her goal, as one longtime student told me, was to bring Kundalini to the masses, to demystify it and not make it so sacred. The Rama Institute opened on April 19, 2013, at Golden Hour. And like almost everything else after this point, the opening class was recorded and distributed on multiple platforms, including YouTube. In the video, people sit elbow to elbow on sheepskins in front of a stage with Guru Jagat in dead center. They chant. They jump to the beat of the gong. They raise their arms. A sea of white shirts, white headscarves, white faces. We've
0: created this space so that every time you walk in here, every time you think about it, every time you say, when mantra frequency Rama, and that, those parts of you that have forgotten, those parts of you that need to remember those higher octaves of why you came why you chose to incarnate at this time on the planet. Remember, that's what we've created this space for. So thank
1: you for being here. Give her a big hand.
5: That male voice congratulating her is this teacher Hari Jivan. He uploaded this video later to his YouTube channel. In the next few years, Guru Jagat's reputation grew. Her classes got more crowded her Instagram followers ballooned. She began expanding. She opened studios in Mallorca and Boulder in New York, and she traveled constantly, offering retreats in India and the south of France. She once told Los Angeles Magazine, I want to open for Lady Gaga. And she got a lot of press.
6: Guru Jagat isn't your typical yoga guru. Coming to the stage, Guru Jagat. I'm
5: here today with Guru Jagat.
4: This
3: <laughs> is um, Guru Jagat. Alicia Keys is an active member of the kundalini yoga community here at Rama in Venice, California. The American has built a
5: multi-million dollar business as a yoga master to the stars. She wasn't just a teacher anymore. She launched the Guru Jagat Collection, a line of $300 dresses that were a living altar to the modern woman. She taught yogic technology of enlightened leadership at the Harvard Innovation Lab. She was now refusing to tell reporters her birth name. She told Los Angeles Magazine that that was in order to protect her brand and to honor her spiritual identity. And it wasn't just in public. She demanded that we call her Guru Jagat. This is her stepfather. His name is Rabbit. He and Guru Jagat's mom, Nancy, now live in a small town in Virginia. And in
4: my own head, I said, I'll be damned if I'll call you Guru Jagat. I think it's totally impractical and rude and disrespectful to her mother, which calls her Katie. Okay? It's Katie, not Guru Jagat. Guru Jagat is a put-on name like the clothes.
5: Lots of people told me that Guru Jagat changed as she got famous. And some of her former employees said that as a boss, she was a tyrant, an abuser. I'm not going to focus on this part of Guru Jagat's story. Mostly because there's already been a lot of reporting about it. Cassidy George's story in Vice and Haley Phelan's story in Vanity Fair. But also because I don't think it's that surprising. Lots of people lose themselves, their humility, and maybe a bit of their humanity when they become famous. Not every famous person ends up with a QAnon poster on the wall of their business. So why did Guru Jagat? That's coming up after a break on Imperfect Paradise. Start your Saturday with something that will grow your kiddos' brains and get their creative juices flowing. Join us at LAS for a morning of multilingual story times, interactive performances, art making, and lots of kid fun. Bring the whole fam and join us for a super fun Saturday at LAS in Pasadena on
2: June 1st. Tickets at LAS.com events. See you there.
3: All seven states on the Colorado River may have to cut back water, but not everyone agrees on how. From Coloradans who blame others for the crisis. There continues to be a look upstream to solve a problem that we did not create. To farmers who may lose their livelihoods. We
1: don't want to cut
4: equal with everybody else.
3: Will they reach a deal in time? Listen to Imperfect Paradise, the Gen Z water dealmaker, wherever you get podcasts.
5: I'm Emily Guerin. This is Imperfect Paradise, yoga's queen of conspiracy theories. Matthew Remsky has spent a lot of time thinking about the connection between yoga and QAnon.
1: The American political scientist Michael Barkun identifies three pillars of conspiratorial thinking. Everything is connected, nothing happens without a purpose, uh, and nothing is as it seems. And the strange thing about those three pillars is that they are also axiomatic to various readings in the modern world of yoga philosophy. So if you've been practicing yoga, these are going to be very familiar ideas to you.
5: Matthew told me that these three themes can be soothing for people, kind of like a relief.
1: But then at a certain point, uh, those beliefs can also curdle through a kind of paranoia and turn a person towards uh, a susceptibility towards conspiracy theories.
5: Matthew said that kundalini yoga in particular might have made Guru Jagat more open to conspiracy theories.
1: It's really a totalizing environment that I think fits very well in with the totalizing and attention-absorbing practices that emerge in uh, groups that begin following something like QAnon. Uh, So there's also like a behavioral uh, overlap that is about obsessive detail, complete commitment, uh, and 24-hour-a-day attention.
3: Kundalini
5: Yoga also offers itself up as a solution to a pretty wide range of health and emotional problems, to the extent that when the pandemic hit, Guru Jagat may not have felt like she needed vaccines or masks or social distancing to stay healthy. In Kundalini, there are meditations to activate your glands, mantras to improve your fertility, diets to reset your metabolism, and tonics to cleanse your liver. To be clear, not everyone who dabbles in home remedies ends up believing in conspiracy theories. But I do think if you're the kind of person who would rather do a cleanse than see a doctor, it's not a huge leap to wonder if maybe you could just heal yourself when confronted with a global pandemic especially if you'd been talking like that for years, like Guru Jagat had.
0: Hi, Satnam, This is Guru Jagat, and we're getting ready for the holiday rejuvenation cleanse at Rama Institute for Applied Yogic Science and, technology. and the
5: technology. In this YouTube video from 2013, Guru Jagat is standing next to a blender. Ginger, garlic, olive oil, lemons, and bee pollen sit on the counter. So
0: that, as Yogi Bhajan taught us, when you start to uh, flush the organs, the glands have to secrete in a certain way. When the glands secrete, then you get this youth and this vitality back, and in the psycho-emotional realm, your behavior becomes much calmer, much more you know, uh, consolidated so that as you maneuver through the rest of the holidays, you have this huge kind of glandular up-leveling. It's very powerful.
5: When the pandemic hit, she took a similar approach as she had to health issues in the past, suggesting specific meditations and foods and breathing exercises to stay healthy. You're
0: going to put this right uh, finger over the right nostril,
5: This YouTube video from late February 2020 is called Boost Your Immune System in 11 Minutes. In it, Guru Jagat is sitting on a grassy bluff overlooking the ocean, doing a fairly ordinary breathing exercise.
0: So sitting up tall, and we're going to do Breath of Fire through the left nostril. Ready,
5: What's it do? Reads the video caption. Oh, just balances the emotions, adjusts the glands, and clears viruses and bacteria from your whole system. For many yoga teachers, Matthew Remsky told me, the pandemic was the perfect opportunity to show off the miraculous healing qualities of their practice.
1: If you have spent the last 20 years making tortured and stretched medical claims about the effectiveness of yoga and meditation for certain illnesses, then the pandemic is your Waterloo. It's your time to shine.
5: Of course, there's nothing wrong with recommending that people meditate during a global pandemic, only if it comes at the expense of treatments that actually work. Part of why I think Guru Jagat began talking so much about conspiracies during the pandemic is the company she kept. There was one man in particular who made a really big impact on Guru Jagat. I've already mentioned him by name twice, Hari Jivan. Hari Jeevan was born as Stephen Hartzell, but he took on a spiritual name after he began practicing with Yogi Bhajan. He's taught classes and teacher trainings all over the world, from Latvia to Los Angeles. And on his YouTube channel, he talks quite a bit about the supposed health benefits of kundalini yoga.
4: Feet under the cold water is a first step. Everyone should just do that. Because all the nerve endings in the feet, you get cold water, energizes the whole nervous system. Nervous system, my electrical wiring system, that allows me to hold a higher frequency of energy.
5: I talked to a man who had taken one of Hari Jeevan's teacher trainings in the early 2010s, along with Guru Jagat. He used to go by Tony. Now, he goes by Mahanraj Singh.
4: When I was going through my training in L.A. with Hari Jeevan, there was probably a 100 people in the room. And there was our teachers on the stage. And you could tell that they were... They were grooming Guru Jagat because all of a sudden you'd start to see her sitting up on stage. She really wasn't saying hardly anything, but she was sitting up there with them. And you could kind of feel this, you know, here she comes kind of thing.
5: Back then, Hari Jeevan was the celebrity and Guru Jagat was his protege. And even after their roles reversed and Guru Jagat became the star teacher at Rama, she continued to revere Hari Jeevan. Her Instagram was filled with photos of the two of them. In one, they sit side by side, heads bent over their laptops. My most cherished moments, reads the caption. Hashtag Hari Jeevan, hashtag Guru Jagat, hashtag student teacher, hashtag everything.
3: She would literally bend over backwards to do anything for him.
5: Nicole Norton used to be Guru Jagat's personal assistant at the Rama Institute.
3: Like he was a yogi bhajan figure, right? Maybe even like a father figure. He was her moral compass. It may have been the Katie show. It may have been the Guru Jagat show, but he's the producer, the director, the writer. He's the one who did everything and told everybody what to do. This man controlled Guru Jagat.
5: Her mother, Nancy, agrees with this characterization.
3: My
2: daughter's father left when she was a year and a half old. I think it was daddy issues. What do you mean? She was glued to Hari Jeevan because she missed her father.
5: Multiple former Rama employees and students I spoke to said they heard Hari Jeevan talk about conspiracy theories. Jacqueline Gelb, Guru Jagat's former student, told me Hari Jeevan was talking about psyops, alien agendas, and evil cabals around when she first heard him speak back in 2015 or 2016. Nicole Norton, the former personal assistant, said Hari Jeevan talked about lizard people, aliens, and the Illuminati in casual conversation and in class. Hari Jeevan didn't respond to multiple requests for comment. Here he is in May 2021, speaking on Guru Jagat's podcast, Reality Riffing.
4: There's hostile forces on the planet and with their own agendas. So why would I want you to stop, you know, taking drugs and being a, a, a zombie in pain? Because it's much easier to rule dummies than it is to rule smart people.
5: Guru Jagat's stepdad, Rabbit, told me that she talked about astrology in the Illuminati long before she got into Kundalini. But Rabbit says after she met Hari Jeevan and started doing Kundalini, her interest in what I'll call unprovable theories deepened. Already by 2015, Guru Jagat was recommending yoga poses to help with scar tissue from alien abductions. She was talking about her friendship with Alan Steinfeld, who hosts an annual UFO conference in the desert and wrote a book called Making Contact Preparing for the New Realities of Extraterrestrial Existence. And she was telling her students that AIDS was created by the government. But it wasn't until the pandemic that her fringe beliefs really began to affect her relationship with her parents. We really
4: saw it clearly when one day she called us and started out normal, you know, hi, Mama, what you doing? And Nancy shouldn't have told her what we were doing, but we did. She says,
5: oh, we're watching CNN. This is Rabbit. He and Nancy didn't see Guru Jagat much during the pandemic, but at least in the beginning, they talked to her every week, as they had for years.
4: So then we get a big lecture from her about how CNN is, we shouldn't be watching it, and that they're part of the deep state. I said, wait a minute. I said, that that sounds like some QAnon bullshit. And she hung up on
5: me. Guru Jagat talked about this incident with her parents later, in a Rama class that I can't play for you because it's from her subscription-only website. They're very unhappy if I say anything about CNN, she said laughing. So of course I have to hashtag my QAnon hashtags to them every time I say hello, just to fuck with them. Soon, the family wasn't talking as much as they used to. She isolated
4: herself from us. I mean, I think she realized that we weren't on board with the ivermectin or the conspiracy theories or any of that.
5: When Guru Jagat broke her ankle in Germany, she told her mom, Nancy, that she wanted to return to Los Angeles immediately.
2: Nobody could talk her out of things. Nobody.
5: Flying with a broken ankle can cause deep vein thrombosis, which can cause blood clots. Blood clots can migrate to block the arteries to the lungs. And that, various reputable medical websites taught me, can kill you. Although we don't know for sure, Nancy and Rabbit are convinced that this is how Guru Jagat, their daughter Katie, died. Well, thank you so much for talking to me, Nancy and Rabbit, and I'm just... Yeah, I'm so sorry for losing Katie. Um, and I hope that in talking to me, at least I can, it, it helps me try to explain what happened in the past few years because it wasn't just her. It ha- this kind of thing happened to a lot of people.
2: All right, thanks, Emily. Remember, freedom is just another word for freedom nothing left just to just another leave. word for nothing, nothing left, left to lose.
5: There's one more thing that I think helps explain Guru Jagat's descent down the rabbit hole. But to tell you about it, I'm gonna need one more episode. I had no idea the impact my book would have. All of a sudden, these kundalini yoga teachers are going, we're what? You guys have covered this up,
2: and this man was a abuser?
3: That's LAist correspondent Emily Guerin reporting. On the third episode of Imperfect Paradise, Yoga's Queen of Conspiracy Theories, a Me Too scandal divides the kundalini yoga community, just as the world goes into lockdown. I ended up having a breakdown, coming to that realization that this person that I had been following is actually a really horrible, horrible person.
6: I quite frankly, didn't know what was really going on until I read this book.
3: That's coming up next week on Imperfect Paradise. Listen to new episodes of the podcast every Wednesday on whatever podcasting app you use or alias.com slash paradise. You can also tune in on Sunday nights at 7 p.m. on las 89.3. This episode of Imperfect Paradise was written and reported by Emily Guerin. I'm the show's host, Antonia Sedejido. Catherine Mailhouse is the executive producer of the show, and Shayna Naomi Krockmal is our vice president of podcasts. Production, research, and sound design by Emma Alabaster. Research and additional reporting by Francisco Áviles Pino. Editing by Kelly Prime and me, Antonia Cerejido. Fact-checking by Tess Kessler, Emma Alabaster, and Emily Guerin. Mixing by Donald Kass. Original music by E. Scott Kelly with additional instrumentation by Will Marsh, Nicholas Young, and Kamini Nadarajan. Our theme songs were written by Ra Ginder and E. Scott Kelly. This podcast is powered by listeners like you. Support the show by donating now at las.com slash join. This podcast is supported by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live.